You've heard it time and time again. Honesty is the best policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming most of us consider ourselves to be relatively honest people, but what if I told you honesty is actually much more complex than you think? This week, we dive into what an honest person really looks like and why this is one of the most important traits a person can possess. Before we jump into the episode, you might have realized the intro music has changed and all of my past episodes have been re-uploaded. Unfortunately, the music that I used in the intro and ending of the podcast was copyrighted. I was well aware of this and in fact honestly thought it would go unnoticed for some time. Turns out the law came knocking and I had to remove all episodes with music in them. Fortunately, I keep all of my audio files saved and I've re-uploaded them to the podcast once again. Sure, I've learned a lesson, no one can sneak around copyright laws, but let's be honest, the podcast is officially big time when corporations are shutting you down. With that out of the way, let's jump into the episode about the science of lying. I would first like to state the practicality of quote-unquote being honest. In a world of fabricated truths and illusions of honor, even looking at myself, it's so easy to bend truths to better tell a story or shed ourselves in a better light because why not? A little elaboration has never hurt anyone before, right? Before we get too far in, I would like to say clearly as the title of the episode is The Science of Lying, the episode will run a little longer and we will be going much more in-depth on the topic than we usually do. With that out of the way, let's get back to the topic. This is where we come to the fork in the road, where most people aren't even aware of how untruthful they may actually be. So let's take a look at some of the most common unintentional consequences of continuously molding the truth. 1. The more you lie to others, the more you lie to yourself. Most people view honesty as what they say to others. This can be a problem because you have to understand how easy it is to lie to yourself. Lying to yourself can come in a multitude of different forms, some of the more notable being continued procrastination and deceiving emotions. Let's go through both of them just so we can all be on the same page about how detrimental this can be to one's conscious. What is procrastination? Continuously putting something off, reassuring yourself it will get done at a later time, just to ease that inner voice that keeps saying, hey, we really gotta get this done. By developing the habit of repeatedly doing this, you lie over and over to yourself about going to the gym, getting that homework done, or fixing that problem. The crux of this is when you keep the habit up. You get so used to the deceptive feeling of reassurance when you tell yourself you will do it eventually that you bypass the fact that you really need to be doing it now. As this snowball effect occurs, it becomes so easy to neutralize this call to action that you can put problems off for a very long time, lying to yourself that everything is okay. This principle also applies to deceiving emotions. The better you get at lying to yourself, the better you can control how you respond to clearly toxic situations. 
This is a concept most people don't understand. The body's ability to create remedies for emotional problems we face on a daily basis. In multiple articles from Stanford University and ScienceDaily.com, it talks about how people can conceptualize a state of well-being in very negative situations. To provide an example, have you ever seen or heard about a relationship two people are in that seems anything but delightful? I would like to clarify, I'm not referring to marriage. I'm only referring to relationships outside of marriage, though the principles do still apply. Looking at the relationship from this outsider perspective, it seems illogical for them to still be with their partner or having not fixed the problem after everything that has supposedly happened. Sure, you don't have nearly enough emotion or context invested into the relationship to have the ability to perfectly evaluate the relationship, but you have to first be aware of the antibodies, I say that metaphorically, they have formed in the relationship to these obvious complications. It's much harder to explain these problems to an individual due to the fact they actually know these problems to be more true than you probably think. Here's the thing. They have already acknowledged that this is a problem, consciously or subconsciously, most likely in the early stages of the relationship. They knew this was going to be a problem going into the future, so what did they do? Somehow fabricate the truth so it's easier to cope with moving forward into the relationship rather than just fixing the problem. Most of you who have seen situations like this might be able to relate to this, including myself. Without further boring you about in-depth psychological evaluations of deteriorating relationships, I'm going to link a couple articles in the description of the podcast I've found that really break down how we get so adjusted and more frighteningly good at lying to ourselves. I encourage anyone who finds this fascinating or just wants to expand their knowledge on the topic to look into this as it heavily relates to lying to yourself. Moving on to point number two, we look at how you, and more importantly, others, value your word. Whether you know it or not, speech carries a cost with every word you say. I'm sure you are aware of the saying, it's not about what you say, it's about how you say it. This could not be any more true when you realize how much merit your words carry. Others will begin to realize if your talk is cheap or if it carries mileage. To provide an example, I'm sure we all have friends who, when they give their word, we know they will follow through. This being said, we also have friends that when they give their word, we know it's about as true as the last hundred lies they have said. The unfortunate truth to this is once someone has deemed what you say to be cheap talk, it is extremely hard to get out of this rut. All future interactions with that person usually result in quick conversations and with little to no depth. Lastly, we look at point number three, and it's how lying will most always result in a negative exchange. Yes, before you get up in arms, there are some situations, like telling your friend you're full and don't want that last scoop of ice cream because you know they really want that last scoop of ice cream, even though you want it as well. With that being addressed, generally speaking, when you lie, you instantaneously create a web. What do I mean by that? A web. 
let's say you are out with your friends and you tell a completely fabricated story about how you have picked up guitar and started to get really good at it. Sure, you have a guitar, but you haven't touched it in years. A couple weeks go by and you find yourself at a party with the same friends where they have a band playing. In the middle of the music, the singer says if anybody wants to come up and play, they're more than welcome to. Your friends shove you up on the stage, knowing you said you're really good at guitar a while ago, and they know you're going to do great. Turns out that was a lie, and now you are in a very bad spot. Now, I would just like to say, yes, that situation is extremely unlikely, and most definitely will never happen. But you have to look at the bigger picture. When you tell these small lies, one... You never know who will remember these details when you have long forgotten them going into the future. And two, for the so-called smarter liars out there, you now have to create escape routes for these lies if you get asked a question or called out on them in the future. This can be an extremely difficult task, and to be honest, I think we all can speak from experience on this one. One of my favorite quotes is from Mark Twain. He said, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. This could not stand to be more true than in the case of avoiding stress. Constantly lying, even if they are little lies, creates this web of headache and unreal expectations you have now set yourself to because you couldn't help but put yourself on an imaginary pedestal. To wrap this up, and I'd just like to give a couple bits of personal advice just in case you didn't get anything out of the past 10 minutes, Honesty is the first step to a clear conscience. When you can not only be honest with yourself, but first with others on a consistent basis, you will catch those lies you try to slide into conversation, and the more honest you become, the harder it will hurt every time you just can't help but lie. I encourage all of you to try and be completely honest with everyone you interact with in the next 48 hours and see how many times you catch yourself mindlessly over-exaggerating or sticking your toe over the line of truth. The end result might just be more eye-opening than you think. I thank you all for joining me on this week's episode about the science of lying and I hope to see y'all next week.